0: And I'm sitting there in this meeting for like 10 minutes. And then I realized, oh, no, my computer's about to die. Because I I usually charge it during lunch so Mm -hmm. that I don't have to like keep going back and forth. And I was like, oh, shit. So I went and grabbed the charger, come back over here, and go to plug it in. Well, this is the kind of HP that the button to turn the computer on is on the side. Yes. So I go to plug it in. And as people do, when you're plugging something in from one side, you hold it from the other (laughs) side. And I turned off the laptop in the middle of the meeting luckily that wasn't a meeting that I had to like speak in but I was like oh my god how embarrassing I was like I just kicked myself out of the meeting because I don't know how buttons work it was awful (laughs) hysterical honestly
1: dude the technical difficulties with work meetings you gotta just you gotta just go with it you gotta roll with it and laugh because I it happens all the time and my like my job is mostly meetings now and mm-hmm. the people are all the time losing connection or they can't get in, they have to call in instead of seeing right. the meeting on their computer and like, or their internet wasn't working and it's just like nonstop and it's like, no, oh, whatever. This is yeah. just, this is just life right now, it's fine. I yeah. can deal, I'm resilient
0: that's honestly how I felt I was just like I literally turned off the computer and then I sat down and I was like did I really just do that <laughs> yes you did I was and... like what an idiot uh and then I was like well gotta keep going like I yeah you know, it keep was whatever, along. But I just thought it was so funny I was like what a dumb girl she is she's the dumbest girl she, in school
1: she is a smart girl who happened to do a dumb thing <laughs>
0: Thank you for reframing that for me. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. It's the rom complex.
0: One, two, one, two, three, four.
1: Oh, I'll meet you at the Meat queue wearing a Meat suit. That's a suit, it's made out of meat and you. I
0: watched She Hulk the other day and the most recent episode has Meg the Stallion in it and What? Yeah, you should you should check it out. I they, watch twerk, it. they twerk in an office. Great. Um, it's fantastic. I just anyway.
1: I just finished watching the rehearsal and it was excellent. <gasps> excellent. Oh, television. you know
0: what? I just started that last night actually. I watched the first two episodes. Um, so I'm at the midpoint where Nathan wants to join the fake baby experiment thing. Um, with her after that weird guy with the numbers. Yes. Yes. That's uh, where
1: I am. The weird guy with the numbers reminded me of a guy I always see. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> 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 you might know him as emo night guy. Um, yes. Or uh, knife guy. Ah. Also, also had kind of an obsession with like angel numbers and. Oh gosh. Um, so yeah, I totally understand. Anyway, we don't we're not here to talk about the rehearsal or needing no, not, or whether he and I would get along and be friends. Um, we're here to talk about <laughs> a movie to close out silly September.
0: Dude, and the silliest movie the silliest. to close out silly September.
1: This one purposely silly. Yes. This is silly in all the right ways and yes. All of these ways were pre were determined by the people making this movie. Because we are talking about Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar.
0: Incredible. <laughs> get the air horns! Mic drop. Horns!
1: <laughs> Anytime we mention Kristen Wiig, we got to get some air horns. She
0: is the goat. <laughs> she is my literal favorite person in the entire, maybe not the entire world, but in the entire world, I'll say it for this episode, my favorite person in the entire world... This woman, ah, uh, I love her. Fantastic,
1: she's fantastic. And so you've got her and uh, her writing partner, um, Annie Mumolo. Mumolo, momo, mom, Mumolo, Mumolo. Mum. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. I went, I went into a different place. I think I was stimming. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barbara going to visit Mar, very silly, is obviously a comedy, uh, there's a, there's a little romance plot that we will talk about,
0: obviously. Oh, yeah, we will.
1: But most of it is extremely, oh, I got a spam risk.
0: Ooh, answer it, live on air. I will not. Just don't do that. Um,
1: I don't want them to know that I'm here, so, uh. <laughs> admire the dedication to the character work.
0: Oh god, fantastic.
1: The entire movie is just about these two characters, Barb and Star, who are like uh mid middle-aged Midwest best friends. Yeah. And it- this so is it's where just- the
0: real romance is, by yes. the way. I mean, yes. I know we're going to talk a little bit about Mr. 50 Shades himself, but the real romance is how much Barb and Star fucking love each other
1: and Kristen and Annie completely committed to these characters oh yeah you can tell they lived in these characters yes um so they work at like a furniture store that's going under um they're very they're not good at their jobs no uh they're maybe not good at much at all except you know just being talking yeah they're talking that's what they're they could could have a
0: podcast I would a hundred percent listen yeah to a barb and star podcast
1: they uh get let go of their job from their job their their store is going under and they are one of them so barb's husband died i was gonna Mm -hmm. say pass away he died Um, yeah let's just use the real language here and star's husband left her for another woman Um, and so they just live together and sleep in the same room in two (laughs) twin beds on the opposite side of the room. It's just very obsessed,
0: obsessed. (laughs) My dream, (laughs) maybe not in the same room, but (laughs) yeah.
1: And, um, they decide to, you know, shake up their lives a little bit, go on a little getaway to Visa Del Mar because someone they live near told them about it. Yeah. Um, So, meanwhile, there's an evil lady who hates the town of Vista Del Mar because of some bullying she faced as a child. So she has a scientist genetically engineer some mosquitoes to kill (laughs) everybody. To kill everyone in the town. You're Um, not. You
0: also didn't mention that the evil lady is also played by Kristen Wiig, uh, and she's in All White with a like a weird, like blunt bob cut with like a widow's peak.
1: I had no idea that was Kristen. <laughs>
0: <gasps> no. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. Did I just reveal that to you? That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Was also her. <laughs> OK, so I have to be completely honest. So I knew this because I've seen this movie before. But when I watched it, High as a Kite. The first time I watched it, High as a Kite. This is I'm gonna, I'm going to be really real with you. This is not a movie you want to watch when you're super stoned. Uh-huh. You can watch it high. Like that's fine. It'll be a fun little ride for you. But when you're like really high, it it's a little it's a little much. It's a little too much. Um and I remember being like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> the first time I watched it, I was like, "Why does she I I thought it was uh oh, who's that one actress with all with like the weird face that always does those kinds of roles?"
1: Um Kate C- Blanchett. Tilda Swinton
0: yeah Tilda Swinton I thought it was Tilda Swinton at first and I was like there's no way they got Tilda Swinton to do this movie Um, and then I was like wait a second that's that's Kristen it's Kristen it's It's our girl yeah and her evil henchman um, a little boy and a grown man who's in love with her but she won't admit that they're dating
1: so the grown man is Jamie Dornan
0: Mr. Mis- Mr. Fifty Shades.
1: He, all he wants is to be an official couple, which the phrasing <laughs> is hilarious because he says it over and over. He's like, and then we can be an official couple. Yeah. And he'll like, he when he goes to Vista Del Mar, which is in Florida. Um, Gross. Yeah. Eh. When he goes there, he's like, he's like, oh, there are so many official couples around <laughs> Like <Yeah. laughs> seeing all these official couples. It's so funny. And he plays the role so seriously. He does. Like like i i didn't appreciate his acting so much before this because he he really just it's completely he's so sincere about it. Mm-hmm. He's not like uh, he's not like winking at you as he plays this very silly role. He yeah. plays it very seriously. Yeah. And i loved it. I loved him in this movie.
0: The commitment um, by all of these actors is astounding it's so good there's not a single person that you can be like oh they were doing this and like you said in a very tongue-in-cheek way yeah no everyone's like this is my character they're like going for the oscar they're like this is the most intense character work i will ever do as a professional actor
1: it's amazing because i I, i'm like i i'm not an actor i don't know how you do that stuff um kudos kudos to these actors out there i don't think just anybody could do it.
0: No. A special
1: breed. Um, <laughs> so Barb and Star get there. They end up, they're at a bad motel and then they get up to upgraded to a nicer motel. There's mm-hmm. musical numbers. Where do so those many. come from?
0: Oh, it's so good. It's, uh, <laughs> this, this movie is like the circus. Yeah. It is just fantastical from beginning to end. Like it opens with um, the little boy on a bike like throwing newspapers and then walking into a tree where there's a dark evil lair. It's like, there's no letting up from the beginning through to the end. And then you get that when you get the intro of Barb and star, it's just the top part of their hair. And it's Shania Twain. uh, (laughs) It's just Shania Twain playing in the background while their hair bobs to the right and to the left. Um, And then they're just talking Yeah, Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. And the musical numbers are just all the better. Jamie Dornan has a musical number. Yeah, he does. Oh, God. Fantastic.
1: On the way. So like on their flight from the Midwest to Florida, um, you know, most people during flights are quiet. They're trying to sleep or they're doing Mm -hmm. their own thing with headphones. These ladies are just taught they start riffing a bit about um what a woman named Trish is like they're like it's my favorite name um they're talking about what Trish could potentially be like they're
0: talking about all these lives 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 that Trish uh could be living um they literally take a woman named Trish from like birth to death yeah. over the course of this flight um my favorite line from that scene is uh she says a woman named Trish is a woman you can count on <laughs> stupid it is um and then by the time they actually land in florida and like are riding the um escalator down in the airport it's like trish is dead and so they both have like a moment where they mourn trish
1: (laughs) in florida it reminded me of like when we were out in joshua tree with our friends our, we started. Oh, <laughs> our yeah! friend Lexi started riffing this bit about a guy in, who lived in the hills named Miguel Smith, and we kept asking quest- her questions <laughs> and like expanding this idea of Miguel Smith and what it was like. <laughs> the and,
0: biracial Miguel <laughs> Smith.
1: Um, it was of
0: Joshua Tree, California. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It was so much fun, and it it just really did remind me of like, oh yeah, that's friendship. <laughs> that's yeah. like, a dumb kind of friendship. That- yeah
0: (laughs) I love it I love but I love that it also just establishes the fact that these women don't shut the fuck up
1: they truly do not um not once not
0: not a (laughs) single time
1: and so they're at this hotel or you know the same hotel where Jamie Dornan Edgar is yes he uh is there to plant this like microchip that will draw all of the mosquitoes the genetically modified mosquitoes to the seafood festival right um so that it'll kill everyone there because the evil villain Sharon Fisherman uh <laughs> yes uh hates that festival cuz she was bullied at it and shot out a, a cannon onto a <laughs> cruise yep <laughs> look look there's a lot I don't need to explain Listen. all the details it's not gonna make a lot of sense if you unless you watch the movie
0: it's truly not I also want to point out that this movie the market the, so there was like no marketing done for this movie this movie was supposed to come out I think in 2020 yeah but something happened I don't know what Um, I don't I don't know what happened happened at that time I don't know why they would cancel it but I do (laughs) very specifically remember the first time I was even keyed into the fact that this was a movie coming out and it was I went to go see that movie bombshell which I highly regret why would I go see that it was really stupid um which was the the Fox News yeah for for those of you who don't know it's a movie it's a fictionalized movie about Fox News anyway In the the trailer packet for that movie, there is a very short, I want to say 15 to 20 second thing where it's basically, I think if I remember correctly, it was just where you could see the top of their hair again Mm -hmm. and they were talking and that was literally it. There was no clues into what the plot was. There was (laughs) no nothing. It was just the top of heads talking about something probably something super random and then it just said like Barb and Star go to Vassil and that was it you could not find this trailer anywhere online I haven't checked recently but now I kind of want to see if if it got released anywhere but I remember like oh no I was like oh yeah great I love you know Kristen Wig and because oh it didn't even tell you who was in it (laughs) it like didn't even do it It was just like the title and these two women talking and there was something about the way that they were talking that I was like is that Kristen Wiig I was like I love her she's so funny and then I was like oh gotta see that when it comes out and then silence forever because it wasn't available online there wasn't like a real trailer that ever got dropped um and so I just have to say that that's exactly the kind of introduction you want for a movie like this because if you go in with expectations it's not gonna be as fun I think the discovery is what makes it more fun.
1: Yeah, because it's uh, the don't expect this to comply to reality, comply with the rules of reality. You know, Um, this is silly things that when you're when you're writing comedy, you're like, okay, then what's the silly thing that can happen next? And that's kind of what happens Mm -hmm. here. Um, So. Edgar is there to plant this chip. He, the chip is stored in his belt buckle. He's been on the phone with his boss, the evil villain, trying to get her to uh, confirm that once he does this, they will be an <laughs> official couple. Yeah. And she obviously does not have feelings for him. And it mm-hmm. just, you know, wants a henchman. Um, so he ends up at the hotel bar with uh, next to Barb and Star. Yeah. And they just start talking to him.
0: In the best, they- the best way possible. Yeah. I feel like in this moment, Barb and Star are like you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Completely just pulling because you're really good at segues and it makes no sense. <laughs> so literally, um, I think he gives the bartender his room number to charge to the room. Yeah. Kristen Wig hears it and she's like, oh my God, you're 6'11". And like, Room six eleven, and so obviously, as a as a sane person, you'd be like, oh, they're probably in six twelve or six, you know, six ten, and they're like, oh my god, we're in room one twenty four. Oh my god, that's crazy. Oh my god, we both have rooms here.
1: Nothing in common. <laughs> nothing in
0: common. But like, oh guess gosh, what? She wild. started a conversation with the hot boy. So yes, that's exactly a Shelby move. And I watched that, and I was like, I see you.
1: I and Jamie Jordan in this movie, I. I wasn't super attracted to him during Fifty Shades of Grey, but something about this movie, like, his eyes are so blue. <laughs> and I'm just, like, looking at him. I'm like, those dark blue eyes. Wow. Look at that guy. What's going on yeah.
0: in there? <laughs> I bet he has a sex dungeon, you know?
1: <laughs> um, so they end up ordering this big drink that yes. they're like oh no one's ever finished this drink so you think oh it's like a big like fishbowl style drink mm-hmm. and the three of them drink it and the bartender's like whoa did you finish the whole thing and, and they're like yeah and he's like even that little you open the treasure chest there was all that syrup and they're like yeah we we split that among us and he's like oh and behind the diver's mask there were three pills and yeah. they're like yeah we each took one which <laughs> is funny to think like oh it's this big alcoholic drink but also there are drugs in it yep um,
0: That's Florida. That is Florida, baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> that should be the tagline. <laughs> Just like in our alcohol, there's also drugs. There's also
1: drugs. Um. So they have a night. They're o- dancing. Oh, yeah. Barb, Star, and Edgar dancing. They're playing on the beach. They're rolling around. They wake up stacked all on top of each other. They had a lot of sex. The three of them. All. Mm-hmm. All. Every which way. All of it. All of it. All just, at once.
0: Everywhere. Everything. Everywhere. All at once.
1: That's actually what that movie was about. Was yeah. This um, this sex between yeah <laughs> these three people, and so Barbara Star kind of leaves in the morning, or Edgar leaves in the morning. I don't remember whose room they were in. Um, at which point, after that, he realizes that the chip from his belt buckle is gone. <gasps> oh no.
0: Oh no, um, he's not going to get the confirmed official couple relationship that he so desires if and, he can't complete his task.
1: And he just slept with these other two women.
0: Oh yeah, that too.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> What's his boss going to say about that? Um
0: probably nothing. She probably doesn't nothing. care. <laughs> she literally
1: doesn't care. She just cares that he kill all these people. Right. Um So that's when we get into this part where I'm like oh no is this gonna be like a love triangle thing because I don't want to be into that um but luckily that's a very short part of the movie because yeah you have this point where like they're like okay maybe we won't go out tonight because we were so busy last night Barb is like okay I'm gonna go take a bath and then she Mm -hmm. sneaks out the window and goes to Edgar's room yeah because she's like okay maybe we can you know
0: can, maybe we can start something up a little, right. little beach fling little summer romp
1: but his room has he's got like guns lying around and like stuff uh he cannot let her in so they go on a walk they go on a little gondola ride or like a boat ride they mm-hmm. go get ice cream they're doing all this stuff and by the end of it barb is like you know what i think you um just kind of set me free i am now able to move on after the death of my husband uh, it doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with you, but thanks you know, for all yeah. this, and she goes away. Um, then when she gets back to the room, uh, what she doesn't know but we see is that Kristen Wiggs character, Star, is now pretending to be asleep, but it's actually pillows in the bed because uh.
0: Star has gone to go see Edgar, and they go and do the same the series exact of things. same things that he and Barb did only this time only this
1: time up until the end where she was like okay i think you know like me casual meaningless sex could work for me so let's like have sex right now and yeah. it blows his
0: fucking mind he is yeah, it so does. into it he's never had sex like that before uh uh-uh. uh that's uh-uh. how they do it in the midwest baby
1: that's what happens when you let me tell you <laughs> when you harness your own sexuality <laughs> You get so much better at sex. And I am speaking from experience right now. Um, when you think you're, when you're like, this is for me. I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my pleasure from this, the, this. And you've become more responsible for your own pleasure and also turned on by experiencing your own pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it gets better for everyone involved. Just, you know, little recommendation out there. Uh, try taking sexy photos of yourself. I think it helps. Hmm. Anyway, also, don't hack into my phone. Um, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you're just asking the hackers to. You're just know, inviting right. them for a challenge. Dude, what's They're the like- worst
1: that could happen? They see my nudes and lewds and everyone in the world finds out that I'm fucking hot? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Guys, oh, no. if you
0: ever see some nudes of Shelby Online, know that she 100% leaked them herself.
1: Uh- <laughs> Uh, I don't think. I- yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, you yeah. heard it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> oh no! Everyone knows I'm hot. It's so terrible. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Then Star goes back. You know, they Barb and Star are just lying to each other. They've never really done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they continue with their little friendship trip, but Star keeps sneaking away to. Basically go on dates with Edgar. Mm -hmm. And this is something I related to strongly. Because she's like, oh, it's we're just having meaningless sex. But they are clearly falling in love with each other. (laughs) And that's definitely me trying to have meaningless sex. I cannot. I cannot. It's not it's just not for me and I'll even be like oh I'm just gonna date I'm just gonna like date around or like have some like casual things and then next thing you know I'm like literally in like a committed relationship with someone yeah
0: <laughs> I mean I think you so I think you can but it's kind of like what what it makes me think of is just from new girl is that that one episode where she tries to just have meaningless sex and then um she realizes she can't but then they uh I'm sorry, Schmidt is like, oh, you just have to like not like the person. Yeah. So you I think you can, and if Emonite is any uh Emo Knight guy is any <laughs> proof of that. Yes, you can do meaningless sex, That's but true. You, you prefer not to. You I prefer, prefer not, not to. to have meaningless sex. That's true. Um You are Jessica Day. <laughs> Done. Fix it. Uh you know.
1: I would have. I. I wish I had her hair. That's the kind of <laughs> if dude. I had don't new girl's we all? Hair,
0: don't you know? we all?
1: Um. And then I. I used to think that all the time, and then I realized that she was wearing like extensions and wigs, and you know, it's fine. Yeah. I, no one. No one actually has. You know, that hair. Anyway, <laughs> where were we? So they're going. with <laughs> sex,
0: they're lying to each other and lying to themselves. Lying to more themselves. importantly. Mm-hmm.
1: Because at the same time, Edgar is working with another agent who's getting him the a uh, replacement chip in very funny ways. Yes, um,
0: played by Damon Wayans Jr. Of course, All, uh, also of New Girl fame. See, also. it's a New Girl. It's a New Girl family episode.
1: We're always referencing New Girl. We can't get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I lost steam. Sam, you take over. <laughs>
0: So they are, I don't remember where you left off. Oh, um, we're really good at this, guys. We're very professional. Um, yes. So Edgar's trying to get a replacement chip while falling in love with Star and learning more about himself and about how toxic his relationship with uh, Sharon Fisherman is um meanwhile barb is doing all of the things that her and annie said they were going uh, annie that's the same person barb is doing everything her and star said they were going to do Mm -hmm. on this vacation she's going on like glass bottom boat rides and all the stuff because star just isn't around um yeah and so she's still doing all these things and it comes to a head as these as these things tend to do where barb and star confront each other because they find out that each other's lying about all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. um, And it's a tense moment in their friendship. Yeah. But <clears throat> I would like to say that all of this takes place in a hotel room that looks exactly like the condo that my grandparents had in Florida on Cocoa Beach when I was a kid. and <laughs> Just like the shell, the seashell motif. Yeah. All, the pinks, the bright Ugh. pinks and blues. Oh, so um, good. It's very florida oh i love it just so old people beach
0: culture oh um i love it (laughs) i love it so much i i love the kitschy like little seashell bracelets that they get uh towards the beginning of the film when they go shopping Mm -hmm. on the boardwalk Mm -hmm. i don't really think florida has boardwalk the
1: pier i don't
0: know yeah i don't know um they you know first of all my big question is where's all this money coming from because they lost their jobs they don't seem like people who have much savings
1: well I figured it was be it was um, they got a severance from their job because the when um, they were getting let go like their boss was like oh we can give you a severance I'm like we don't want a severance we want our job so I'm just assuming right. that they used to the severance mummy money, mummy
0: mummy 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 do you want some, do you want some severance mummy <laughs> Wow, I would have kids if they offered you severance, like to like...
1: <sighs> <sighs> yeah, for me, departing se-
0: your body here is a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.: I would also really like that. Uh, gosh, I don't Maybe. know if it's worth it. <laughs>
0: uh Meanwhile, Sharon Fisherman decides can't trust a man to get the woman's job done, so she shows up at. She does the Vista Del Mar <clears throat> Resort. She also, spa.
1: she tell so a couple things happen. Yes. First of all, Barb sees Star making out with Edgar. Yes. Ends up going to listen at his door. hears him talking to Sharon Fishman Fisherman about all of these plans. Finds mm-hmm. out that like there's this evil plot afoot. Right.
0: He's a bad guy. She discovers
1: Sharon is meanwhile has told um edgar that barb and star are spies she just Mm. makes it up she tells them they're spot they're spies for for an agency called hpv and (laughs) um yes he believes it because he's stupid um and and has low self-esteem he's like why would someone love me 'Cause earlier Ugh, earlier baby. something I think maybe Star says it, um, talking about her ex, but I don't remember exactly who. She's like, she's like, you you shouldn't have to try to make someone love you. Uh um, and that kind of hits him. You see it in his face where he realizes that's the situation he's in with Sharon. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make her love him. And you shouldn't have to try to make someone love you if if it's meant to be, you know, you don't they're just gonna love you, you know. Right. Um and what a beautiful moment for him! It is
0: a very beautiful moment, but it's all disrupted.
1: It's all fucking disrupted, Sharon, man, by, by her lies. Sharon
0: comes in and ruins everything just because she has a vendetta against an entire town that probably didn't like the people that live there now are probably not the people that were there. Yeah. when she was shot in a cannon. And the
1: thing is, she didn't have any friends because she has a skin condition where she is allergic to the sun, so she's very pale, like she's completely white. white. Even her eyelashes are like painted white. She's just completely white. And she's like, oh, because of this, I have no friends. And I I think I can see the like comedic idea of like, they're like, okay, these two characters go to Florida, who would have a who would be the enemy in Florida? Yeah. Who would yeah. hate Florida that much? Oh, someone who's allergic to the sun. Mm. And then they kind of like go from there. Like yeah. you can see the how they built this world and this story and I really like thinking about that and yeah. and um getting into the heads of the the funniness, the the, the comic storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's pretty funny. She she does come down there. Um Edgar like, you know, ties them up and like is like oh you guys were spies Mm -hmm. um for i know about the hpv and (laughs) of course star's like oh you know everyone has it basically
0: (laughs) um it's so good it's so stupid i love it
1: sharon ends up taking them and telling them uh you can either get eaten by these alligators or jump off this cliff to your death and then she just leaves them there, which you know, not very efficient of a villain. Like you gotta, no. you gotta see those bodies,
0: you know. That's true. You need to see that. You need to see it to confirm that they, uh, that they are in fact dead. And so, Barb and Star left in a, a truly agonizing choice to make. Right? They're left to die either way. So what do they do? They jump off the cliff. As After, you do,
1: right? Because they're tired and they're like, I hate that this is happening. While we're mad at each other, while mm-hmm. we were we were just like lying to each other and having all this conflict, because yeah. you don't get to choose when your story ends. Mm, wow, when your Deep. story with someone, yeah. And I, I mean, that messes me up sometimes because like I'll be like. I'll always want to say bye to people or like say I love you to people when I love them because it's like what if I never talk to them again yeah
0: (laughs) I want the last thing I say to them to be I love you (laughs) dude and it's wild too but I think about it this way is I I I 100% hear you and validate that because I also feel that way sometimes but um recently my aunt's um like mentor slash boss for the last fucking like 30 years basically um passed away Uh, He had like a stroke or something and she was really bent out of shape about it. She was just, you know, she was really upset because he was in the office the day before Mm -hmm. and she was like, I didn't even get up from my desk to say goodbye to him. So it's like exactly what you were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. That like regret of what if I never see this person again? Um, And when I was talking to her about it, I was like, yes, I can understand why that is like tearing you up. But like the people that you love know they know that you love them. It is one of those things that like, if you make an effort to make sure that you are showing those people Mm -hmm. as, as frequently as possible, how much you care for them, even if it's in like small things or whatever, then not saying I love you or not saying bye in the grand scheme of the universe doesn't do anything because those people still know that you love them. Um, but yeah, like I still understand that that whole like the regret of it too. Like they're fighting and now they're about to die, and they're just like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it'd be. It would be such a hard situation. Yeah. Not even just because of the alligators, you know?
1: Right. So they hold hands and they they jump off the cliff together and in the into the unknown. But guess what? <gasps> Their culottes save them <laughs> because they act as parachutes. <laughs> because this is a
0: comedy movie (laughs) dude and i also love the the fact that they had to insert that title like the card in the very beginning of the movie (laughs) to explain what culottes were because i guess in test audiences people didn't know what they were um so they had to like be very specific and i'm just i think that's so funny that they It all comes around later because culottes the word culottes is used like 50 billion times in the beginning half of this movie when they're packing when they're deciding what to wear to dinner they're like oh I'm gonna wear my dressy culottes like it's just so absolutely ridiculous um that the fact that these are the things that end up saving them is just uh it's perfection
1: and honestly the culottes look really comfortable they do The packing scene is hilarious where they're just putting all this random shit into their suitcases. Uh It's so funny. Uh Watch this movie. It's hilarious. It
0: is. It's so stupid in the best way. (laughs) Like you can just tell that, you know, Kristen and Annie obviously are writing partners. They co-wrote Bridesmaids. Annie was in Bridesmaids very briefly. Um, And it's just one of those things that like the jo- you can tell you can tell they have so much fun when they're writing like you can tell they're just sitting and just being like okay this this is a funny idea i just had what if we do this and they're just like bouncing off of each other and get try i feel like they're the type of writing partners that like are trying to make the other person laugh like they're specifically writing jokes yeah. for each other to make the other one laugh um right. and it and we all benefit from it
1: we all benefit i think they they truly Go into their own little world and <laughs> just yeah. become, you know, these people trying to make each other laugh. It's mm-hmm. it's very funny. Um, so, meanwhile, Edgar realizes, you know, Sharon lied to him. Barb and Star are not spies, and she says that she killed them, and he's, you know, upset. Um, and was setting him up to die because. They meet back up. He has like a an antidote, but he realizes it's just like iced tea. Yeah, uh, it's not an antidote to the mosquito thing. Um, anyway, Barb and Star are like, oh my god, we're alive! They land safely on the beach. They make up, and they're like, we have to go save everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we have some unlikely heroes. They're trying to get the um the beacon away from all of the people at this shrimp festival or seafood the shrimp queen is getting yeah. crowned or whatever yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to get this all away um so varman Star take it they ride a jet ski out into the ocean um there's a part where they're like we need to borrow <laughs> they go up to a guy like we need to borrow your jet ski it's an emergency and yeah. he's like he's like you don't need to explain any further go ahead <laughs> i think that's that's very funny um so it's two. Uh, they end up um Shannon, Sharon, fuck is her name? Sharon. Sharon mm-hmm. Shoots herself out of the cannon, just like she had been shot out when she was a kid, so that she can catch up to the women on the jet ski. Then all of the mosquitoes come, and Barb and Star hold hands again, and they duck underwater, hoping to miss it. Oh. And all the mosquitoes swarm and bite um, Sharon. Sharon. And from the shore, Edgar watches. And he's very sad. The love of his because life. Because he loves Star. He told her he loved her. He
0: did. And then, oh, what's that glowing <gasps> light? <gasps> oh, is my that? Gosh. <gasps> oh my Emerging God. Oh my God. Emerging from the water. Is that country superstar Reba McIntyre? <laughs> what do you know? It is. <laughs> Transporting Barb
1: and Star together on a, on a light and turtles because Reba McIntyre. <laughs> is Trish, a water spirit, who rescued Barb and Star from certain death by Mosquito. <laughs> wow. What are the odds that that would happen? You know um, what? Magic. Magic. It's literal, so it's
0: literal magic. Thank
1: you, Trish slash Reba. Um, <laughs> so Barb and Star make it back. Everyone's good and happy. But then, oh, oh. <gasps> Sharon also comes out of the water, because she took the real antidote, obviously. She's covered obviously. in mosquito bites. Yeah. And they, uh, and she's like, you know, still, still so mad. But then they realize, you know, all that she actually wanted was a friend. Yeah. And Barb and Star befriend her. And then everyone on
0: the beach is like, sure, I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just try to kill us or anything. It's fine. We can be friends. And then uh,
1: there you go. They, she's like, wait, that's all I wanted. She's happy now. She goes off to celebrate. And then Barb and Star ride the banana boat together. Gotta love that
0: banana boat.
1: And then it's happily ever after for everyone.
0: Yeah. Everyone (laughs) is in love with each other. It's a big ol' orgy. Um, Hell yeah,
1: dude. Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) So I feel like this trip strengthened Barb and Star's friendship because it put them through a test. And something I learned in therapy a while ago is like you can't avoid conflict altogether, Mm -hmm. because then you'll never grow. Conflict is what helps you grow. So their friendship actually grew through this conflict that they had, where they Mm -hmm. went through this period of lying to each other and then came back together stronger. Right. Uh, Have you ever been through anything like that? (laughs) Wow. conflict and friendship
0: yeah wow 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 probably not the greatest week to ask me this question <laughs> um
1: uh, guess what We're, we have a
0: podcast where we talk about personal experiences so <laughs> lol <laughs> yes i have um but they have not ended in a stronger relationship
1: mm-hmm.
0: they have ended relationship they've ended friendships um yeah I do think I love that whole um I love the idea of that though right the fact that when um a friendship is kind of put through their trials and put through a challenge that they have to overcome that both parties learn something not necessarily about the other person but about themselves in that situation so I think um in the friendships that I've lost I've learned something about who I am as yeah. a person um, and who I am specifically as a friend. You know what I mean? So I, I maybe pride myself to a fault on being a very loyal person, um, which is why it's so hard for me when that loyalty is not returned. Mm-hmm. And so I think something that I've learned very recently about things like that is that my loyalty needs to lie with me first before I can give it to anybody else especially my friends. Cause I, I'm, I'm the type of person that I cultivate my like friend groups in such a way that I feel safe with mm-hmm. people. And so sometimes it's really hard for me to like, not just go all steam ahead into like blind trust that people will always show up for me in the way that I want them to. Um, so then when they don't, you know, expectations aren't met and things like that. So through that experience, I've had to learn how to not pull back because I think pulling back would be inauthentic to who I am, but realizing where that energy needs to go first before before I can move it, like, you know, use it towards a friendship.
1: Absolutely. I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, um, the the conflicts I've had with people usually what happens is I'll come out of it with a stronger relationship with myself. And yeah. and I've really gotten to the point where, where I, I trust myself so much more than I used to. I like myself so much more than I used to. So I um, know that every action I take needs to be one that's supporting me. Right. And so I think of myself as like my own best friend. Does that make sense? Where, like, I, I, not even my own best friend, but my own, like, child that I'm taking care of. Mm-hmm. And just, like, every kind of relationship you can think of, I treat myself like that. I, I feel like there's multiple people inside of <laughs> mm,
0: that's a that's a romance novel oh, a smutty no. book if I've ever <laughs> if I've ever heard one um, um, you're interested
1: in that smut please <laughs> write <normal>. it down
0: <laughs> reverse harem baby let's yeah. go <laughs> No, but, but, <laughs> but I understand so, what you're saying yeah. yeah
1: you have these conflicts and then it's like oh wait if I had just trusted myself and like done what I wanted and been confident in my own choices the whole time mm-hmm uh, this would have turned out a lot better. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: and then you you realize the ability to do that, and I think that's what Barb and Star both did. Like they found themselves separately, yeah. and then were able to bring that into the relationship. Uh, Star found her confidence through you know falling in love in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Barb went out and just did a bunch of shit on her own, which yeah. highly recommend. Go out yeah. and have fun with yourself. Um, go ride a banana boat. Go, go meet Tommy, bah- Bahama. Tommy Bahama.
0: Tommy. <laughs> so random the side adventures that these two people will get on is just they're they're hysterical but yeah no I agree I think that like um these two people who talk incessantly will eventually run out of things to talk about if they don't cultivate their personality and their life outside of just this friendship so like Mm -hmm. it's it was a moment for them to test it in a very safe way because they're on vacation right uh-huh. they're not they're not in their surroundings they're not in their home um so they probably feel a little more emboldened to like do those things um and dip their dip their toe dip into their the little pond. toe, yeah. um and and because of that you know they had the conflict they have the fight but Ultimately, their, you know, love and care for each other outweighs even, even those things, even the lies. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they ultimately still really care about each other. They were just trying to cultivate themselves outside of it.
1: Right. So the conflict came from them trying to experience their own lives and not knowing how to consolidate that with their friendship. With their yeah. very close friendship. So that's like totally forgivable. You know? Yeah. It's not like they were purposely hurting each other. Yeah. It's not like any of this came from a place of mismatched values between right. them. So I can see how, you know they were able to come back together even stronger. And you're right. Yeah. I think this is more the friendship is the more meaningful romance plot. yeah
0: here. yeah. the friendship is the more meaning meaningful romance. and the relationship between Edgar and the seagulls is the more is the very meaningful <laughs> romance during his song, when oh, he has a whole song. song, he's talking to he's talking to seagulls. His whole song is talking to seagulls. It's very funny. (laughs) It's so dumb. And I love it so much. The part where he rips his shirt apparently wasn't in the script. He wasn't supposed to rip his shirt off. But he just like felt it in the moment. He was like, I feel like Edgar would rip his shirt off. And so he did. um, Just like. That's acting, it's, baby. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. He, like, climbs a tree Spider-Man style at one point. <laughs> makes no sense. I love it. I love that song. Yeah. I'm going to put it on a Spotify. I'm going to add it to the Joshua Tree playlist and see, should, who yeah. see who
1: <laughs> notices. i just see who notices. We made a playlist, like a group playlist for a little group vacation we took, and people are still listening to it. So. Yeah. I want to see who later. I want
0: to get the text messages like, who the fuck put this on in the, in the
1: playlist? <laughs> like, did something happen? Did yeah. it? Um, yeah. So, what else? Oh, meanwhile, a lot of it is, like, intercut with, like, they have this group back home, this talking circle that's oh, yeah. very strict. Um... Vanessa Bear Bear leads it, and she's very yeah. strict about the rules of the talking circle. So they get kicked out for lying. But like while they're off having all of their fun, you see their talking circle with their very strict rules about what they're allowed to talk about, and they're just sitting there quietly, you know, ha- being boring in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While Barb and Star are having these amazing experiences and
0: adventures. I just so. love that as a commentary from, like, Kristen and Annie being like, this is what middle-aged women in the Midwest do. Yeah. <laughs> they have talking circles, but they're not allowed to just talk. It's, like, a specific topic that we have to talk about in this time period. Um, and if you're late by even a second, you can't come in. Uh, it's just, like, so <laughs> – it's so funny. It is funny, especially because Kristen Wig. Not even from the midwest,
1: like she's from no. like New York and Pennsylvania, like she's not yeah. <laughs> but but because cause I think like the, the commentary on these midwest ladies is like so in on the one hand appreciative of the the way these ladies are, but then also making fun of it it's like both it's very yeah, because the characters themselves, the quality we're not laughing at how you know they're not mean they're not bad yeah. they're they're just they're not even that stupid they're just silly like, yeah they're and they they're care just about caricatures things. yeah exactly they're caricatures
0: of, so okay if you had to write a story about any group of people that you do not belong to oh jesus <laughs> okay let me think very carefully about this lol <laughs> i asked the white woman in, the, in right? the chat who she would write about
1: um so someone, people I would make fun of, but I'm mm-hmm. not like part of, right? But would but also see the see it as kind of endearing. Um, yes, I think probably Lyft drivers, like Lyft and Uber drivers, oh, because okay. I I you know I love being a Lyft passenger. I will talk yeah. to the drivers, you and I've talking. had some fantastic conversations. They've I and I am very like. I'm not trying to make fun of them. Yeah. In the moment, I'm like, "Yeah, tell me your conspiracy theories." <laughs> yes,
0: right.
1: let me listen to the to the the mixtape that you made. Like, let me listen to your freestyle raps. I had I got this guy to show me a freestyle rap that he wrote for his girlfriend at the time
0: Mm. and
1: and he played it for me. And I was just like, wow, uh, did she like it? It's so it must be so meaningful to have someone write a song for you like or to just, you know, freestyle song for you like that. Use the the thing, the talent that they care about to make Mm -hmm. something for you. And, And, you know, I'm just I will talk to them very sincerely um I just think it's a very interesting situation to be with so I would do it, I would talk about Lyft and Uber drivers you should write <laughs> you should write a script write a script I think I'm kind of behind the times with it now you no know? you got this <laughs> I think
0: you got a fresh I think you got a fresh perspective Shelby thanks because of your appreciation it. for them <laughs> and your what about love.
1: yeah I do have a deep love for rideshare drivers yeah um <laughs> what about you
0: Um, I was thinking about it and technically I'm not a part of this group anymore, but teen girls. Yeah. I think teen girls are fascinating. Oh yeah. And hilarious. And I can't stand them most of the time, but I also love them in a way that's like, oh honey, there's so much, there's so much to come. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to, I want to protect them from the world. Um, So, yeah, I would definitely, I fucking love it. (laughs) Fanfic culture, fucking hormones raging. Oh. Raging. I would, I would write the shit out of that. (laughs) Hormones roaring like a goddamn lion.
1: (laughs) Just bouncing around your brain every which way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's so funny to think about how stupid I used to be as a teen. Anyway, that's off topic. We're talking about the Midwest. Um, There was a lot. I do love the Midwest. There was a lot in this movie that reminded me. I mean, I have family in Missouri, so I've been to the Midwest.
0: Missouri. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I have. um, And then also, like I said, I grew up going to Florida every summer because my grandparents had a condo there that Mm -hmm. looked so much like this hotel just on the beach so it's like I understand the stuff that they're referencing in this and it just it makes it very endearing to see um, yeah in this way
0: yeah I think that the the character work again we've talked about it um but the character work is just so specific that you can't help but love these people yeah. Would I want to hang out with them in real life? Absolutely not. They would probably drive me up a wall, to be completely I, honest.
1: I would hang out with them. You would.
0: You would. I don't think I could. I think I could meet them, but I don't think, again, we talked about this, uh, was it last week? My cringe level is, it, my threshold for cringe is very low. Right. So I can't even watch, like, The Office. I like that. Cringe humor doesn't do it for me very much anymore. I just can't do it. Um. But I think I would meet them. I would like to be in a big group setting, probably. So I wouldn't be stuck talking to just them for Mm -hmm. a majority of the night. Um, But I can appreciate, I can appreciate who they are. I see.
1: That's where we differ. Because, you know, sometimes I like to hang out with people who will do all of the talking. And I can just sit Mm. and listen and be a little, you know, just little presents, like, sitting there laughing and, at the right times and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could totally do that for, for Barb and Star. I'll just let them go. I'll yeah. just listen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would still listen to a podcast if they, got, <laughs> if they got one. I 100% would. They'll talk for... The podcast episodes would probably be three hours long, if yeah. not longer.
1: I don't think they would ever stop.
0: No it be 24 hours a day. And then they would never podcasting. release
1: the podcast. Yeah, they'd just, like, be talking Release the, time. the
0: podcast. Release
1: it. We want the Barb and Star cast.
0: Yeah. Bring we it. <laughs> we really do. It's good. All right. Yeah. Well,
1: what, well. Al- what else? Any lingering um, stuff to Let say? Let me
0: see. Um, oh, I really like the moment at the end uh, where they both get their shimmer back.
1: They get their shimmer. They
0: get their shimmer. To be fair, it's just a woman's like tanning. Like what? Are, what are those even called? Those like tanning reflectors?
1: Reflective s- screen foil. Big. You know key, what we're big talking piece of about. foil.
0: <laughs> it's like an old thing. People don't use yeah. it anymore. Sun damage is bad for you. You be raised. But I like this whole idea that they, in, like, being at home, being in their town, they had lost their shimmer a bit. And coming coming to Vista Del Mar, they were able to find themselves and get their shimmer yeah. back. Because exactly. they really, like, their husbands, I mean, one of them died, so it's like, you can't blame him. But the other one left Kristen Wig and her self-confidence was just, like, in the toilet. Because even, I wrote this down because I thought it was funny. Um, at one point, Kristen, or Star says, men find me disgusting, and I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> which is... You know who hasn't said that, middle <laughs> aged or not? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, these women needed—they needed this vacation. They needed to feel like themselves again. And yeah, they do, and they get their shimmer.
1: And I will say, anything that you uh, like, stuff about yourself that you think is disgusting, like physically, if you're like, oh my flabby arms, or like whatever, my thick thighs, or whatever there are tons of people who find that hot as fuck you Oh, know? yeah. just you know go out yeah. there and find it get some confidence and and remember that like you're good you're good yeah the i also way you really are. like that
0: they that they found like i really like the fact that they saw each other shimmer first yeah also it was like oh my god here's like they were so excited like uh barb was saying it to star not even realizing that she was also glowing Because she was just so excited that her best friend was. And it's just like that love and support between the two of them is so cute. I love it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, Sam, (sighs) I hope I see your shimmer every day. You're always shining.
0: Look at you go. Oh, my God. You have the the Kin of a Skiller, Bella. (laughs)
1: The Kin of a Skiller.
0: Kin of a Skiller. It's Skin of a Killer. We know. We've seen the movie. You're my Edward Cullen, Shelby, is what I'm trying to oh say. Oh, my
1: God. Thank you. Let me take you to a little field and the camera can spin above us <laughs> up into the sky.
0: Do, 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 do,
1: do, <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it for this episode. I am sweating. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah.
0: Heat wave.
1: That's also it for Silly September. And... Look out for some really exciting stuff coming in October. And oh by yeah, that I mean baby! Not just not just the main podcast. We've got some other stuff mm. coming for you,
0: so uh, keep an eye out. Stay, Stay out tuned. There. Stay yeah. tuned. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Rom Complex. That's where we That's update, right. guys.
1: Get on those socials. Don't just make an account to follow us. Don't use your real name yeah. or information at all. Yeah. Only log in to see what we are up to. Uh that is my social media recommendation. Also, send us an email, the at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Um, and most of all, remember to keep falling in love. With your friends
1: and yourself. Bye. Bye. Do 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 do, do.
0: <laughs> Okay owl. Ooh.